Hi everyone, welcome to episode 9 of Oaktown Boys. My name is Dan. And I'm Corey. And it was a good week. It was a good week. It was a good week Woo! for the first time in what feels like forever. Woo! I know it hasn't been forever, but man, it feels like forever. Um, Started off rocky. It did. It did. As, But I mean, that didn't even feel weird because everything has been rocky. So it just felt like it was going to be more of the same. It's true. On, but, on, on Tuesday, the A's got out to a 3-0 lead via Matt Chapman home run, which in itself was just wonderful to see. And I felt pretty good about it at the time with Caprillion on the mound. But of course, Tatis hit a home run and quickly the game got out of hand. And the A's, I mean, I'm <laughs> the Padres scored seven unanswered runs and the A's lost. It's a bummer. And it turns out James Caprillion is on the injured list now due to a shoulder impingement or something like that. Supposedly not that bad, so that's not too worrisome. Uh, but maybe explains some of the uh, six earned runs in the four and a third innings pitched. Did still get six Ks. He didn't look that bad, but who knows. So the A's lost on Tuesday. Was a bad start to the week. On Wednesday, though, they scored double digits. 10-4 to four win. Sean Maniah on the bump, and he was ace-like as usual lately. Yeah, he was perfect through five, right? It seemed like he was going to throw a no-no again. And we were fully in on it. Fully in yeah, on it. Like, I was we're... 100% sure. I mean, he's one. he reminds me a little bit. You may, I remember Rich Harden was like that a little bit sometimes. Totally. He would just come out, and through the first couple of innings, it was like, how is anyone going to get a hit off of this guy? You know? So, good for Sean. Rich Harden. He yeah. was one of my favorites. He was awesome. Taught me that a split-fingered fastball is a thing of beauty. It is, and his was, his <laughs> and was Frankie that. Frankie Montas continues to carry that torch today. Yes. So, Manaya, yeah, nine strikeouts, six innings pitched, one hit, one walk, no earned runs, and he just looked great. He's still tr- relying on that fastball more than usual. It's looking good. And the offense just continually added on throughout. Chafin made his long-awaited debut, and he mostly looked great. And throughout the week, that continued to hold strong. Thursday was a shutout over the Angels. 4-0, the A's won. Uh, There wasn't a whole ton of stuff going on with the offense. However, Frankie Montas, uh, seven innings pitched, ten strikeouts, three walks, three hits, zero runs. He looked great. It was definitely one of his best starts of the season. Possibly had his best stuff all year. He was really trusting in the split-fingered fastball that day. I recall on the post-game show... He mentioned that it was just feeling good early in the year. He wasn't really trusting in the splitter, and uh, now he can. So that's great to hear, because that thing is a total weapon. Yes, it's it's he's nasty. He's nasty. So that was back-to-back incredible starting pitching performances between Sean Mania and Frankie Montas, which really isn't surprising at this point. The starting rotation is just crushing it. And while the offense is uh, not a juggernaut at this point, the 
the starting pitchers are keeping them so in these games. If you score three, four runs, you're gonna win most of them. So and I mean, I two winning two nothing is like that's a lucky day. You don't usually win with two runs. Winning with four runs, a good team should be able to win with four runs most of the time. And when I say most of the time, I mean like 65, 70% of the time. Not like 90% of the time, but most of the time that should be enough. And it's enough recently, which is cool. With this rotation, three three runs should win. But, you know, things happen. Baseball happens. Yeah. So they got the shutout on Thursday. Uh, Romo and Trevino helped close it out. And then Friday came along, Dan. And uh, honestly, Friday, um, Friday we they won 2 nothing. Um I think the only, the only big difference between the Thursday and the Friday games was that we we homered. Um, Matt Chapman hit a homer. Um, Chris Bassett was excellent. Chris Bass, I mean he he was. He 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 functions with a little bit of traffic, you know. I mean he's, I don't know if Chris Bassett's ever going to throw a no hitter, or much less a perfect game. Chris Bassett will lose it for periods of time. And I feel like in the beginning of his A's tenure, the fact that his stuff was awesome was very clear. But um, he would lose it for longer periods of time than were okay, kind of. You know, he would look really, really, really good for three and a third, three and two thirds, four and a third, and then absolutely kind of implode for like five batters. And... um, I feel like as he's gotten better, he's like whittled down the number of pitches that he'll lose it for when he loses it. And right now it's like maybe six, which is totally fine, you know? Um, And I mean, yeah, six bad pitches in a row can really like screw you. But we've got a couple of Frankie Montas is a little bit like that too. Frankie Montas can lose it and like really lose it. And you think the day's over. And then five pitches later, he's totally fine again. Um, But anyway, yeah, it was a two, it was a two Oh win. And, I feel like the implied truth of a 2-0 win is that pitching was excellent. And it was excellent. Sergio Romo, again, absolutely nothing. Nothing. No, no, an inning, nothing. Trevino gave up a hit, but he was fine. Lou Trevino is, I fully believe in Lou Trevino at this point. Lou Trevino is our closer. He's got a 1.99 ERA. Yeah, yeah. Romo Trevino with the hold and the save is looking very reliable at this point as is the seven innings seven strikeouts from chris bassett yeah and got his al leading 11th win which is <laughs> awesome hard to believe i mean he is if you're leading the al and wins you're doing things right yes and Probably have an 11 about a baseball team have an 11 about right now if he can stay healthy and have a couple things break his way 20 is not out of the question he's got a lot more starts left you know, yeah, fifty-five games to go. So five pitchers. You know, he could do it. That's eleven games each. Hashtag math. Yeah, he could do it. I mean, he's, that's the way he's pitching right now. I it would it would be it would be a feat. But I mean, twenty is possible. Sixteen or seventeen is kind of seeming almost inevitable at this point. Like he's gonna have like obviously wins don't matter, but it's kind of cool still. You know, I mean, they you get paid They're for cool. him. They they don't matter. But they do. They're not a very representative stat, but they come up in arbitration. They're not so, going away. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, so anyway, Friday, great day. And you have, I mean, I you we're feeling pretty good at this point. I will say, they scored only two runs 
largely due to Patrick Sandoval, who looks like someone who may be a thorn in the A's side. Dude, yeah, Patrick Sandoval was cruising for a perfect game to start before that, and then he came out against us, and he was a problem. That guy's throwing some nasty change pieces. Um, and yeah, so he's good. The Angels are acquiring more and more seemingly competent baseball players, and you don't like to see that. But and he looks a little bit like Jack Mayfield. We found he does look a little bit like Jack Mayfield. But anyway, that was that was a nice thing. Um, so Friday, good. Saturday, we lost one nothing, and it was really stupid. Um, Cole Irvin was great, obviously. <clears throat> Gave up one run. Um, at this point, I realized that asking. That predicting shutouts is probably a risky move because this was the third shutout in a row. And being on the winning end of a shutout, super cool. Being on the losing end of a shutout, especially a one nothing shutout, is real stinky. And I don't like it. You ask for shutouts with this pitching and this offense, you get shutouts. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, but again, Irving gave up one run over six. He was good. Cole Irvin is good. I'm not even going to say... I'm I'm moving away from saying that Cole Irvin is looking good at this point. I'm just saying that he is good. Um, He's an excellent baseball so pitcher. Cole Irvin, Cole Irvin's going to call Irvin, and he did, and we couldn't score him any runs. And, Cole, if you're listening, I'm sorry they did that to you because you looked awesome. Um, they loaded the bases, I think, twice and just didn't score again. So let's just not load the bases anymore. Like, if... <laughs> just... If yeah. it's first and second or second and third and there's less than two outs... Hit a just, double. Or strike out. Like, do not go to first. Or a single. Yeah. I'm just, we cannot, we have to stop loading Don't the walk. bases. We have to stop loading the bases because we can't do anything. Actually, Jay got a hit. Jay got a hit today. We're, we're, we're getting it. Obviously, getting it's good to have the bases loaded, but boy. that I read somewhere that the A's are having the worst season with the bases loaded since, like, the, o, I don't, the 2014 Dodgers or something weird like that, you know? Yeah. Another. Just a random stat Maybe another team that showing, should have been way better than they the were. The A's have been pretty unlucky. It's it's it is a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's out of their control. But I, I anyway. saw in this shutout the uh, the A's had like fourteen hard hit balls that just didn't go to the right spot. Yeah, and and really honestly, it's gonna happen to you sometimes, and it's okay that it happened right now because every other game pretty much went great. Um, so we're gonna act like Saturday didn't even happen because Cole Irvin pitched well anyway, and we tried. So yeah. sometimes you can't win them all. It's true. And then nothing went terribly wrong. And then today happened, and today was great. Today was a good um, day. As Cole Irvin tweeted this morning, today is Dalton Jeffries' day. Dalton Jeffries making his major league debut, and let me tell you, the stuff looks good. DJ Day, wah wah wah. This stuff looks good, man. Um, he went out and did a little bit of Frankie Montas. He gave up a home run to Max Stassi in the first inning, top of the first inning. Gave up a two-run shot. Um, it was a bad pitch, but it was one bad pitch, and he threw a lot of good pitches. So I'm not going to get mad at him at one for one bad pitch, especially because um, so he gives up a two run home run, and then I think like an RBI double. Um, so we're down three nothing, not feeling great, admittedly. But um, then Matt Olson, top of the what was top of the third inning, um, the top of the top of the lineup gets on base and gets what happens. Matt Olson hits a home run. And it's not a solo home run. And we have a 3-3 tie. Um, and then Ramon Laureano walks. And then Jan Gomes hit a ball to the moon. He absolutely crushed the ball. Jan Gomes hits his first day's home run. And it was stupendous. It was a glorious home run. And all of a sudden it was 5-3. And it was one of my high points of the season so far. Honestly. 
just for like a lot of reasons. Like there was a lot of things coming together that we really needed to come together. You know, like we yeah. needed to do, we need to, we need people to get on base and Mark Hanna has been getting on base all year. So Mark Hanna gets on base. I'm feeling good about that, but you know, I, that's also been happening. And then starting Marte gets a hit. So there's two people on base for Matt Olson, who's been hitting home runs, but the only issue has been a lot of them have been solo home runs. And Matt Olson hits a three-run home run and ties the game, and it was the most exciting thing ever. And then Ramon walks, so we get a guy on base. And then Jan Gomes hits a home run, and it's like, guys, yeah, this is what we're talking about. This is Oakland A's. Like, this is what we're talking about. And all of a sudden, we're winning 5-3, and it was just off to the races. And I also saw today... um, I'm not going to talk about Matt Olson much this week because I'm not going to have to get back to it at some point. 28 but home runs. He's got 28 home runs and 16 of them are off left-handers. So nobody has an advantage on Matt Olson anymore. He's just, he's gone super sand. Um, but yeah, then the bullpen was great. So uh, Jeffries gave up three early, settled down to get through five and get his first win. And um, it was great. I, 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 He throws harder than I thought he did and his stuff moves all over the place. So His balls... <laughs> his balls <laughs> his pitches kind of look like wiffle balls yeah to me a little bit yeah. but they're going 94 and it's like whoa that can't be and dude I remember bit. when they drafted him they, they they were like Sonny Gray comps and now I'm seeing his stuff and I'm like yep you might actually be like have Sonny Gray and him ever been in the same place at the same time <laughs> have they ever pitched in the same game because <laughs> they might be the same guy and yeah Jan, uh, Josh Harrison got his first hit this was um, it was it was a, it was I I made a note to myself that the uh, the the 7-4 loss to the Padres on last Tuesday was a comprehensive loss. They lost that game in pretty much every facet of the game. Yeah. They just didn't look good. This was a comprehensive win. Absolutely. Every single player in this game for the A's got a hit. At least one. Starling Marte had three. Jed Lowry and Jan Gomes each had two. And Jed Lowry got a single with the bases loaded, which is huge for us. This lineup just looks so beautiful now with Matt Chapman and Elvis Andrus batting eighth and ninth. And those are two guys that I still have relatively good confidence in. It's not like I'm wishing they never come to the plate. I like it when they come to the plate, but they just haven't been doing so well. And you look at all these OPSs, now there's a lot of 8s and 9s and even 7s. Yeah, you're not even mad at a mid-7, you know. Not worried about a 7, and there's a lot of 790s yeah. now with these newcomers. Jan Gomes and Harrison are both in the 790s. I've always thought Josh Harrison felt like an A, and now that he is an A, I knew I, I was right the whole he time. He looked so smooth out there turning yeah. those double plays today, and Jan Gomes just crushed that ball. He crushed it. Murdered it. Yeah. You love to see the first thing that a guy does in an A's uniform is crush the ball. Well, and we we were watching the highlights before this, and I it was a mistake pitch. It was a bad pitch. And what do you do with mistake pitches? Crush it. Crush them. And that's what he did. And, I mean, I, my so Sunday was great. My final note on the game, and this is what, this is, you know, I, I was thinking about the game and um, happy about it, obviously. And I had the realization that this felt like the way we should be playing. This is the team that we've been expecting all year. And specifically this game, but the last week. If you're losing, it needs to be a 1-0 game where you just got unlucky. You know, like you should be winning most of the time because you're good. And I, maybe we were a little bit wrong about them before. Maybe they needed a few more pieces, but they went and got a few more pieces. So now it's on. You know, like now they need to be doing this. 
You know, like if you're down three nothing early, it doesn't matter. You need to be able, you know, they need we need to be scoring like four and a half runs a game. Yeah. I want to say five, but I know that's bold. But like they need to be scoring. They need to be scoring every day. They need to be scoring five, six runs. They need to be putting yeah. up. They need to be scoring in multiple innings. You know, they need to, get, and that's that's what we did today. And I feel like for that whole kind of gnarly stretch, you get three runs in the top of the second. See what you can do with it. You know, and we scored five runs in the top of the third, and then we also scored a run in the fifth, and then two runs in the sixth. You have to add on. You know, that's what good offenses do. They don't just have one good inning. So, um, very, very stoked, honestly. As that loss was comprehensive, this was a comprehensive victory. It was just a thorough team victory. Starling Marte had three stolen bases, and I saw someone on Twitter said it was the first time an A's player had three or more stolen bases and hits in one game since Coco Crisp. Love Coco Crisp. If he's doing Coco Crisp stuff. Anybody who's doing Coco Crisp stuff is welcome on the team. And Starling Marte just looks like a total stud out there. Yes. Through and through. He does. He looks like a baseball player. Looks like a total baseball player. My highlight of the week is Dalton Jeffries stepping in for the first time, the rotation had a blip all season long, basically. What was it, 15 times through the rotation? The a, uh, A's rotation was the same. Same guys. Same, same guys. guys. How often do you through. see that happen? And maybe we touched that on is, this last week. That is, that is 75 games of a 162-game schedule. And We're and it's not even like the how it's not even like everything fell apart. Yeah, it's not one guy had a little thing, and so we're using one other guy. Yep. And, and presumably, it sounds pretty good. I mean, then Bob Melvin didn't sound and too then concerned about it. Hopefully, we just throw Jeffries in the bullpen because he seems legit. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, first career major league victory. Congratulations, Dalton Jeffries. Five innings pitched, three hits, three walks, three earned runs, three Ks. And he got the job done. Love it. Well done. Love it. Uh, my moment of the week, um, I am taking a little bit of journalistic license here, but um, just all the, pretty much all the starts. Um, Caprillion was bad against the Padres on Tuesday, but he's hurt. So I'm not that mad at James Caprillion for not having his best stuff. He also looked good for like three innings. I, I wonder if he hurt him. I wonder if it popped up during the game. Because, you know, I mean, he was, that was the worst he's looked. And he still didn't even look like totally hopeless. So you have the Caprillion start, not great. The day after that, Shamanaya, six innings, one hit, one walk, nine Ks. Nothing more to talk about. He was excellent. Um, the day after that, we have Frankie Montas. Seven innings, three hits, three walks, 10 Ks. Nothing more to talk about. Excellent. The day after that, we have Chris Bassett. Seven innings, six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. Nothing more to talk about. And then, and then, we have Cole Irvin, who unfortunately doesn't get a win, doesn't have a win to show for it. Six innings, five hits, one run, one walk, six strikeouts. The only thing to talk about is that they didn't fucking, they didn't help him out. Um, and then today, as we talked about, Don Jeffries. Not the prettiest line of all time, but his first major league win and looked very good pitching with the lead, which is a hard thing to do sometimes. Yep. You know, he they they he kept him in the game enough, obviously, for them to get a lead. 
And then once he had a lead, he was going after people. He was throwing strikes. You know, I mean, he he looked like a man that had at least one run to work with, and he wouldn't. He was throwing the ball in such a way that he would not have minded giving up a solo home run. Which I that's a mentality thing. You know, that's kind of the thing. Like I I don't, I don't know if you can't teach it, but it's nice if a guy just has it. And Don Jeffries looks the part. So totally. That was my moment of the week for sure. Moments, I guess. But anyway. Um, uh, our first topic has got to be the trade. The trade. Baby. Everything they we've did. They made so many names. You may not have even recognized these names we've been saying. They acquired four players. Four beautiful players. Four. Four. Yeah. Four, four healthy players. Four people that are going to contribute. Have already contributed and are going to contribute in a big way. You know, like it's in in being optimistic about trades leading up to this. We had mentioned how. It'd be cool if they did something in the ballpark of Tommy LaStella. Yeah. Which would have been true. But throw that out the window. We're hoping for a Tommy LaStella and we got a Starling Marte. Who is a star. He's a star. He has a career 32.8 war, for those who are interested. His OPS plus this season is 131. And he's got 26 steals. And we... We... We've been moving on the base paths more than I think we have in the past, but this really does take it to another level. Like it's, it's pretty bonkers that. I think it's fair to say nobody expected the A's to acquire anybody of this talent. No. We gave up Jesus Lazardo, and I already honestly had moved on from this in my head, which maybe goes to show just how frustrating he had become. Well, I honestly feel like fan base. that. If you have listened to a couple of episodes of this podcast, it shouldn't surprise you that we don't, we're not that heartbroken about that. I mean, he, tell me if you've heard this before, guy with electric stuff can't throw strikes. I've heard it before. And when he does throw strikes, they're home runs. If you've heard that before, (laughs) you've heard it a thousand times before. Like there are a lot of guys that know how to throw and they never learn how to pitch and they don't have good major league careers. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen to Jesus Lazardo. And I certainly am not hoping that's what happens to Jesus Lazardo. Because I like the guy. He yeah. seems like a cool dude. And yeah. I hope good things for him. And I will be following his career with great interest. But we needed to... more than that. He was, If he was going to carve out a spot on this team, this team, this year, it was he was going to need to be good from the beginning of the year. Yeah. And he was we really all... bad. It was expected he was going to be good from the get-go, and he was not at all. And it really threw a wrench into the A season, but lo and behold, Cole Irvin was just there waiting to be a stud. So Which that was great. Works out, but also in a situation like that. But boy, we could really use a healthy Jesus. I mean, it's it's a bummer it didn't work out. Well, and if it works out for him, in, I mean, he's going home. He's from Florida. He's going you know? home. So I mean, hopefully, it's... Hopefully this I, is the best move for him. And he, you know, I don't yeah. know. His family didn't seem upset about it. So no, and I mean, it's... It's, you get Starling Marte, you give Jesus Lazardo an opportunity to succeed, and I, it's a good change of scenery situation. You know, I mean, it's, he, the stuff, I mean, the guy easily, the guy, it's like one of the laziest 98s I've ever seen. So I wouldn't be surprised if he totally figures it out, but we don't have time. No. We don't have time. We do not have time. If he figures it out in three years, that's presumably going to be too late for the A's. So we'll see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, it is Good right luck. now for us. Right Good now. Luck. Yes, it is and yesterday. they showed that because yeah. they traded Jesus, who the A's would have had until like 2026. Yeah. For a guy that is not 
gonna come back most likely i mean hopefully maybe maybe the a's won a world series and he loves it here and he resigns because starling Marte is the kind of guy i'd like to see on this team for the next two three years totally but we'll see what happens with that yeah but i mean you're not like betting the, the house you're not betting the house on no starling Marte the a's did resi- not bet the resigning. house in fact i mean we were more or less begging for them to trade one of puck or lazardo for somebody great and they did that so we were begging for them to trade them for someone that could contribute. And they traded him for someone great. Great. Which is, I am shook. And right away, he's been stealing bags. He's been getting on base and scoring he's runs. A, he's a perfect... Mark Hanna is one of my favorite leadoff hitters of all time. And he's a perfect number all two All of hitter. a sudden, the solo shot epidemic on the A's is, like, fixed. It's it's a miracle. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. fixed. In the short term, it, the, like, the... The immediate evidence seems to point to the fact that we solved the problem. And I hope that continues to please, be true. Please, please. Because, God, it's been exasperating. Um. So they got Starling Marte. They got Amazing. Starling, they got and it really Marte. signaled that the A's were. But that wasn't in. even the first move. And then there were rumblings of a Jan Gomes acquisition. But that wasn't the Chafin. Chafin was the first move, and Chafin. Chafin was the first move. May end up being as as important in a completely different way as Starling Marte. Andrew yep. Chafin is. He's dead. Andrew Chafin in forty one innings, thirty nine Ks, one nine eight ERA, point eight three WHIP. His ERA plus is one fifty six. He's got he's got yes yes his ERA plus is oh no his ERA plus is two oh seven yeah his ERA plus I was gonna say it's about two hundred yeah it's two oh seven and he's 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 a lefty that gets lefties and righties out you know I mean he's and he tweeted out the whole A's fan base asking if anyone had a boat he could live on and fish off of and it's like bro will you stay forever yes. Yeah, I. It's, this is, these are the type of people and we, we need needed. On we needed bullpen help, and we needed. I. Oh man! I think Jake a, Diekman a point six whip for the A's. Obviously, small sample. Point eight whip on the season. Yeah, I love. Point eight. I love me low a whips. small whip. Low whip. Well, and they're starting to construct a bullpen of low whips. We got Sergio Romo out there, Mister Mister Low Whip himself. And now we essentially have him from the left side. It this feels logical to me. What would you like to limit? Oh, that's walks and hits. Oh, People on base. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. If there are less people on base, then they probably score less runs. You know? That, that probably. Would seem to check out. Um, and he's and then, so yeah, we, crushed it so far. Jason's been great. And then we got Jan Gomes. We got Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison in the same deal. For three. Three, three probably good prospects, but I'm not going to look into it because I don't really want to How valuable is a good prospect? Yeah, who knows? You know? I'm going to just forget that they were ever Oakland A's prospects to begin with, and then it's like we didn't give anything up for these guys. Well, I feel like a lot of times, you know, there are very few exceptional baseball players out there. It's just kind of the name of the game. And, I mean, I this feels a lot to me like when we traded Billy McKinney. And you want to know what Billy McKinney's doing right now? Hitting two eleven for the Dodgers. And he's playing for the Dodgers, but Billy McKinney is certainly not Christian Yelich. And it has become pretty apparent at this point that he's just not going to be. And I think that's most baseball players. They're pretty good, but they're not transcendent. And if we happen to trade, if one of those dudes happens to be a transcendent player, then egg on our face. Yeah. But who knows? I don't think we just traded Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, Jr. Fernando so. Tatis Jr. Jr. 
Um, I'm really excited about Gomes. Gomes has been a solid catcher for years, and it's always been apparent since he was on the Cleveland baseball team that he was a good hitter. He had 21 home runs back in 2014. He's consistently had over 10 throughout the years. He's got a career... 93 OPS plus, which isn't great, but he's got, you know, random seasons well over 110, so... Dude, I also feel like OPS plus-wise, for a catcher, you gotta add, like, 15 points on there, their catcher. Yeah, in your head, basically, yeah. You know, like, it's... His OPS plus is 93, but his value... If he's OPS plus and 93 for his career as a catcher, he's adding value, for sure. You know, like, he's... I don't know. I know Young Gomes is good, and I also just watched him hit a baseball a mile. So I'm the yeah. uh, he has good the splits. evidence thus far. He has great splits, which the A's love against lefties. He's hitting three sixty five with a three sixty five on base, which hint hint means he hasn't walked. No, he's swinging, dude. He's freaking swinging, but he has a one oh three two OPS. Dude, so he's one, crushing the ball. The one crushing point, the ball against lefties. You gotta love the one point OPS. <laughs> He's not one point anything OPS. Good stuff. This is going to be something to watch out for against lefties. Is he going to walk the rest of the year, or is he just going to crush dingers? So we that's fun. We will keep an that's eye. That's very it. fun. It'll be interesting to see if he plays against righties. He's not doing that great. He's not. Yeah, he's doing fairly bad against righties. Josh Harrison, the other acquisition, has a one twenty four OPS plus this year. He is playing much better than I would have expected. In my head, I kind of had thought he his career maybe was running its course, but it seems like there's a, a little bit left there. He had a 111 OPS plus in the short season last year. He's got a 366 on base, a 294 batting average, 800 OPS. I mean, the batting average alone in the acquisitions at the deadline this year is something the A's sorely needed. And obviously, batting average isn't as important as it was made out to be years ago, but it is important because it tells you how often you get a hit out of how many times you're at bat. Well, and yeah, the thing that you want to do in baseball is get hits. It is important. It is a helpful stat. It's not as precise as the OPS and, you know, things of that nature, but... Yeah, the A's sorely needed higher batting average. Well, and I just... A couple... Just a couple of... I've loved Josh Harrison for a long time as a baseball player. And part of it is he's made two all-star teams. Um, I'm going to start off with the 2017 year. Because he played four different positions in 2017. All-star at age 29. Consistently playing four different positions. Second, third, left, and right. A, A significant amount of games at every position. And then we have 2014, where he played left, right, second, third, and short, and was ninth in MVP voting. I'm shocked by that. This is the exact kind of guy the A's need. They need a flexible defender with a lot of veteran experience, and he's dude. And, he was I a mean, stud. I can yeah, remember 20, vividly in, in a lot of things he did. In 2014, he hit 315. His OPS plus is 837. 133. Um, op- yeah, wait, ho- 13 homers, 18... 133 OPS plus, 837 OPS, yeah. 13 homers, 18 steals. Um, in 520 at-bats, 
So he, that, he's not, that's not a, you know, what would he have done in 650? You know, I mean, that would have been maybe a 2030 year. You know, I mean, he's, the guy is legit. And this, his OPS plus this year is 800. He's, I'll, you know, I'll I take mean, it all day, baby. He's an A through and through. And I'm so happy to have him. He got his first hit today, and it's it's great to get that out of the way. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah. They all have their first hits as A's now. Jan Gomes has his first home run. It'll be sick when the other guys get their first home run. I can't wait. It's going to happen. And I am I am pretty confident that whenever Stalling Marte gets his, it's going to be a moonshot. So, um, The trade deadline overall was a crazy one. There yeah. was... A, I can't believe the Yankees got Rizzo on top of Gallo. I'm shocked that the Blue Jays went all in on Barrios and gave up the house. They gave up a lot. I mean, all the Blue Jays fans I mean, were that like, we got be... a deep farm system, it's okay, but you gave up the guy you drafted with your first pick overall last season. That's never a good look. Well, and I feel like that's... I don't know. I mean, I there's probably going to be... You could disagree with this for sure. I think that's the best package anybody got. Yeah, Austin what the Blue Martin Jays got for what was the other Merriweather? No, what no. Oh, what's his name? Richard. Simeon Rich. Simeon Richardson. And their total studs. Seemingly. Well, and I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they were that was the highest combination of like top one hundred prospect rankings that anybody got back. And the Blue Jays are behind quite a few well, teams. And I mean, okay, the the package that. The package that the Dodgers got back, or the patch, the pack, the package that the Nationals got back, um, it was Ruiz Gray and more, right? Like it wasn't just Calvert Ruiz and Josiah Gray. There was more to Max that. Scherzer and, and Trey, Trey Turner. Turner. But there was more. Dude, how about the fact that the Dodgers? I mean, the Padres, the longer I thought about that, the more I'm like, that is like. Kelbert Ruiz might be a star. Kybert Ruiz. Is it Kybert? Yeah. Dude, how about when the Padres seemingly had Max Scherzer in the bag? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like half a day later, the Dodgers trade for him and Turner. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That it was, it was one, it was, it's tough to say any, it's tough to like put anything in number one, but it very well might be the, the craziest trade deadline I've ever seen. Yep. A lot happened. You know, it was a good one for the A's. It not was the, not the craziest one for the A's. No, it was not the craziest one for the A's, but it was a good one. Oh yeah, they, they got Ky- the- they got Kybert Ruiz, Josiah Gray, and two lower level players. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, also Kybert Ruiz is a catcher that's supposed to be able to hit, which is crazy. You know, I mean, if that's if that's true, it's hard to value those dudes accurately. I mean, like, what is Buster Posey worth as a prospect? Like so much, sure. You know, like it's it's. You don't know that till he has an MVP season. Yeah, but I mean, I that in my mind, that's one of the most valuable positions. Do you have a favorite trade that went down non A's wise? A favorite trade that went as down. a man. I'm I'm like peeved that the Giants pulled off the Chris Bryant thing. So that's it's a good fit though. It's like in the front runner for a best trade I think that was made. I'm not even sure who the Giants gave up, but yeah, they needed someone. He already had a home run. How about how the how about how Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant all went yard in their, their first, first game for their new teams? Um, I think my favorite trade non A's related has got to be Gallo to the Yankees. Um, 
I that it's just it's a match made in perspective heaven. You know, like if Joey Gallo can just hit 240 for the rest of his career as a Yankee, as a Yankee, he's going to put up some bonkers home run numbers. You know, like Joey Gallo can half swing and put a ball in that porch. So, I, he doesn't need to have as much power as he has anymore and he still has it. So, he's I don't know if anyone's ever hit a ball at Yankee Stadium, but well, they no one ever hit a ball at old Yankee Stadium, but I don't know if anyone's ever hit a ball at new Yankee Stadium. But um, he's he might he might Joey Gallo has prodigious power, and now you have Joey Gallo and Aaron Judge and John Carl Stanton in the same lineup. I mean, really, you just got you just got to trade for Shohei Otani, and you kind of have them all. They got freaking mashers. My favorite trade is the one the Mariners used to shoot themselves in the foot. <laughs> and that is trading their amazing closer. Kendall Graveman is having a one, like Blake trying in 2018 worthy level year. A Cy Young, Cy Young, Cy Young they, worthy they year. They traded for Joe Smith and Abraham Toro, who, like, admittedly may be good at some point. Who Abraham Toro is crushing. Joe Smith is like 36, and, at, you know, as well as he may pitch this year, who knows? Uh, just doesn't seem like a good trade. So they trade Kendall Graven, who the whole team seems to love. Kendall Graven was having a great time. I, th- I believe in his interviews he started crying about the fact that he's leaving all of his friends on the Mariners and he's having such a great time. Well, and Seattle's a really nice city. And they were all winning and they had literally just hit like a grand slam to come back in a crazy game and they won. And then the general manager trades one of the favorite guys on the teams, seemingly, and to the team they're playing and chasing. So Kendall Graveman just hops across the side of the field to the other side. To, just switches dugouts. And then, yeah, Jerry Depoto's like, oh, just wait till we make our next move. He did get Castillo from the Rays, who's a great reliever, but he's not having as good of a year as Graveman is. No. And he has already blown a save to uh, A's legend Jonah Heim. John Heim hitting dingers. And it just seems to have crushed the morale of the Mariners. I was so afraid of the Mariners catching the A's, and suddenly I look at the standings, and they're, what, three games behind us? Well, and it's and one of those things where the entire year, I feel like I've said it like ten times, like the Mariners are going to blow it. I will not be scared of the Mariners until they prove that they're not going to blow it. The Mariners and, and their right on cue, Right on cue, they, they, it was, it was, Admittedly unexpected. I didn't think that they were going to do... I was sure they weren't going to trade anyone. I was sure they were going to add, if anything. And then they trade Kendall Grayman for no reason. And... They could have just kept Kendall Grayman. And I mean, the Mariners are going to play eight games under 500 ball the rest of the year. And as it goes every year in Seattle. You know, they're going to... They may win 82 games. But they're going to be in third. And... That's fine with me. They may not even be in third. They may end up in fourth. The Angels might catch them. Because they don't look good. The Mariners look like a team a little bit discombobulated right now. Um, and I don't, yeah, I, you know, I guess the, whoever's the, whoever's the GM for the Mariners is just a village idiot in Seattle. Because so. it was, what's his name, that Mather dude? Who, you know, purse dumped to a Rotary Club for no reason. And now this guy who traded the guy who was, I don't know, I... I don't know. Whatever. 
There are some sorely misguided people in the game of baseball and yeah. life in general. So. Dude, they should hire us. Someone should hire us as yeah. their front office. I think we have enough evidence recorded now that we know exactly what we're talking about. Never get anything wrong. Um, anyway, and this, we, this okay, so trades, great. It was great. It was great super, super duper maybe fun. Maybe my favorite deadline ever. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of trading for John Mabry, I can't think of a better trade than getting Starling Marte. Yeah. Starling Marte for Jesus Lazardo. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jesus. I, I hope you do. No, it will, but it's what we needed to do. Um, the other thing, I, I, there's not a bunch of information on this, but it's just, you know, we got to keep talking about it because it's a thing that's going on. Um, yesterday, Libby Schaff tweeted out that they are, once the city council is back in session in Oakland, that they are very much looking forward to um, continuing to negotiate in good faith with the A's towards a Howard Terminal resolution and a term sheet that works for everyone. And, um, you know, you, I mean, you're, you wonder how much lip service it is, you know, you wonder how much like there is actually there, but at least the main representative from the city of Oakland is still approaching the situation from a positive perspective, which bodes well and didn't seem like it was going to be happening this time last month. So we're looking for anything and we're getting some tiny victories. It's true. It is true. I'm a little bit suspicious just by the general flurry of activity from, the city all of a sudden like it seems like they weren't saying anything and all of a sudden they're very excited and think it's all going to work so i don't know exactly what to think of it but you know from a not thinking too hard about it perspective it seems like a great thing and i'm very hopeful that the a's are going to continue to go at things with an open mind and come to the table with uh, reasonable negotiation tactics well and i mean we have uh this could all blow up in our face pretty epically, and that it would could. be a sad podcast. It could. But I'm, it seems like... I'm choosing to have faith in the Oakland A's that they will stay in Oakland for no reason other than blind faith. Yeah. Well, and I, it seems, it feels like the messaging has got gotten less icy recently. Yes. Which is, may, again, as you just said, may just be me being optimistic, but it seems like they're kind of throwing rocks at each other a lot less. Yeah. Um, it felt like they bridged most major gaps. Hopefully. I mean, we'll see. By the see. end of that I, crazy meeting. I suppose at the end of the day, the truth is we don't actually have anything to say about that. But um, it's it was uh, the only thing we have to say are good things this week. So um, that's good. What what about what was your uh, what was your best thing you saw this week? Oh, my favorite thing of the week was Joey Votto crushing the ball. He. Almost hit eight home run, or I'm sorry, he almost hit a home run in eight straight games. He came within a foot, maybe less than a foot, of hitting a home run in eight straight games, which would have tied the record. And just for fun, you should know that his first home run was like exit velocity of 90 something miles an hour and had an expected batting average of like 90. So yeah. not good. It was just a pop-up, but somehow it got out. And then his, in his attempt for eighth straight games, uh, it was a, like 110 exit velocity line drive inches away from being over the wall. So that's just baseball for you right there. Well, and I and have Joey to say, Votto, of all, I've watched, I love Joey Votto. So I've watched, I watched all the highlights of all, I watched all the replays of all the home runs. Of all the balls he hit, the one that wasn't a home run was the one off the bat that I was the most sure was a home run. 
he smoked that ball. And I was like, oh my God, he did it again. And then it hit the base of the wall. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was positive that was a homer. Joey Votto continues to prove himself as maybe the greatest hitter of our generation. I, I don't know who could maybe lay that claim besides him right now. But he never popped up before. I'm not sure how many times he's popped up in his big league career, but I'm guessing it's under 10 times. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, what?" people ask him what changed this last week, and he said, oh, I'm trying to hit home runs now. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, and I... That's I think it? it was... You just try to hit a home run now, and it goes over the fence every time? Yeah, That's and I saw cool. I saw someone on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. Who was that? Was it Trevor Plouffe? I don't remember, but they were just like, it's hilarious that Joey Votto is such a good hitter. That he just decided, like, oh, I'm just going to hit the ball over the fence. And just did it. Yep. Like, you know, if Joey Votto decided that when he was, like, 22, he might be the home run king. It, it kind of felt like he was capable of that the whole time. And he, so it seems like he's been underpowering. And he's got, like, 330 homers. <laughs> like, it's not he like... He hit 40 back in the day, right? I mean, his, I was going to say, his MVP, for the, for, for the more, like, you know, number, for the number lovers out there... Joey Votto's MVP season is one of the more beautiful, um, like, baseball lines like of all time. Like a four billion it's on just, base percentage. He's he was when he was when he was going, he was going really, really, really good, and he's actually going really, really good now in a completely different way. So Joey Votto, Hall of Famer. Um, my moment of the week was Sebi Zavala, a twenty-seven-year-old rookie catcher for the White Sox. Hitting three home runs in his first major league game, which is the first time anyone's ever done that. And there really isn't much more to it than that, but that's pretty cool. And they were bombs. They weren't cheapies. So, um, White Sox, man, kind of scary. Especially if that dude's good, you know? Do you know the last catcher to hit three home runs in a game? Derek Norris? No, in all of baseball. It happened this year, last year. Yankees. Oh, Kyle Higashioka? Kyle Higashioka. The home run stroker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said Derek Norris. Um, <laughs> he said Derek Norris. That's funny. He definitely has not hit three home runs. I think, game. did he not? I'm pretty sure he did not. Um. Anyway. So this week we got two games at home against the Padres and three games at home against the Rangers. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Two off days this week. This is going to be a weird week. But, um, okay, five games. The A's had a good week last week, but overall the road trip was 5-5. Five and five. Did we go 4-2? and two? Did we get it right? They did. They did it. Did you they got take, it right. I got, did I get it exactly I think right? you got it right. I they think, split with the Padres. And, yeah. Did I say split with the Padres? Three out of four from the Angels? Pretty sure. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. bro. Pretty sure I said they'd sweep the Padres and split the Angels. Uh, so yeah, five games this week. Kind of strange, short schedule. That kind of stinks. I'm thinking, personally, thinking, split Padres, sweep Rangers. Because if the A's lose a game to the Rangers for the rest of the season, I'm not quite sure what they're doing. The Rangers traded Joe Gallo and Kyle Gibson away. Yeah, they don't have any, they don't have any good guys anymore, so. Pretty much. So, um... And there's a foam finger trident going on on Saturday, so you know they're winning. That yeah, day. no problem. I 
in an illustration of truly how good I'm feeling, I think they're going to go 5-0. 5-0. 5-0. Because the Padres five are incredible, and, and they very easily could lose both of those games to the Padres. But you know who the Padres are not going to have? Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and the Padres are still really good re- besides him, for sure. But, man, that's a tough loss. I forgot. Man, I really hope he's healthy soon, but I'm okay with the fact that we play him as soon as he goes out. So, uh, well, yeah, I hope he's back soon. I hope yeah. it's not a big injury because they're saying it could be a season ender. Yeah, they're going to see They're gonna see how he responds over the next week, week or so and then decide whether he gets season-ending surgery, which would just be the saddest thing of all time because we've already lost Ron Lacuna. And if we lose Fernando Tatis Jr. too, I'm going to be so sad. Um, Side note, Derek Norris once hit two three-run homers in a game. So I think I thought he hit three because they were two three-run homers. So there's a three in there somewhere. But anyway, uh, not a big big Derek Norris fan anyway. um, (laughs) Not anymore. So yeah, 5-0. This week I'm predicting Josh Harrison has a big game. And I'm leaving that open to interpretation of the universe. Dude, we're... Thinking fairly similar things, I think we're getting to homers. I think we're getting homers from the other two guys. I think we're getting to Marte homer, and I think we're getting to Harrison homer. Wow, he's doubling down. Um, Double the dude. Homers. I'm going crazy. Five and zero, oh and a homer from both. Well, we'll see. Dan wants a big week from the. Boys I do want I a big week. It. I want. A, I want a great week of baseball. I respect Give it, it to me. Um, okay. Well, we're back to being happy again. And it feels good. For the week, we're happy Oaktown boys, and I hope it continues that way. And that is all we have got this week. We will see and, well, we won't see. But we'll talk to you beautiful folks next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.